0: So hi, one of the good noise podcast. I'm Shane. I'm Glory, and we're here with
1: this is Justin Weir from Celebration Guns,
0: and we're gonna ask him some questions today about their new EP, The Visiting Years. I'm gonna start. So congrats on that. How do you feel about the response to it so far?
1: I'm I'm pretty excited. It's a uh, it's probably some of the most personal stuff lyrically I've put out. So it's been interesting to have that kind of connection happening here that hasn't happened mm-hmm. before. But overall, uh, feeling feeling pretty good.
0: I'm very happy to hear that. It was very
1: good. I enjoyed it.
2: Me too. Thank Thank you. Uh, So is there any meaning behind the EP name or cover art?
1: Uh, So the EP name, The Visiting Years, it is a title track. So I I basically took it from the song, which I'm trying on our next release to give it its own album name. Because we've done that so many times, taking a song name and making the album. I thought I want to be a little more original than that. Um, There's
2: nothing wrong with that, in my opinion.
1: Yeah. But I feel like it's time. Um, okay. But the, song, it's like, the song's weird because it started out as being about um, just how much I moved. I think I moved a total of 21 times Oof. since I graduated high school. Wow. Oh, I mean, wow. To be, fair, to be fair, I am 39. So some of that's understandable. But a lot okay. of it was like once a year. Yeah. You know? The stuff you do in your 20s, especially, it just kind of mm-hmm. hop around from place to place. Um, so it's kind of just going through that while dealing with life at the same time, managing different things. So that's what the visiting years started about. But then the lyrics obviously took a different turn and it kind of turned into something else, but originally that is referring to that, just kind of moving all around and not really feeling at home in one place. And the cover art is actually uh, my house, the house that we practice in and practicing in since 2013 on and off. We had Casey Marie who does a lot of like the chill wave artwork and just does a lot of great drawings. Um, And she kind of put her interpretation of that and um, the we thought we were super clever, like the cross streets are On Asian Gracelessly, Lane. I, I'm just adding Lane, I don't know. And uh, The Visiting Years Boulevard. I like that. Um, mm-hmm. So basically it's like, it's an intersection of two EPs, which is hinting at, this is actually our vinyl artwork, which we haven't officially announced, but we are going to put out this on vinyl on one side with On Asian Graciously our EP from last year on the other side. Ooh. It's just a matter of waiting. Um, I'm not one of the, the sad saps that's like just now trying to put in a vinyl order we put this in in february so oh. as far as i know if they don't keep pushing the date every day i check they give me a new estimated ship <laughs> um but <laughs> since early july it's been supposed to ship so it's like at least i know they're working Ooh. on it or yeah you know, doing something it's at the factory oh. um so that's that was kind of the idea it's actually going to be the vinyl cover just to oh. indicate because it always seems awkward to try to say we're doing two eps I feel like I have, I have like a written explanation on the back. <laughs> but it's really not that complicated. So I just put that as a cross-streets, and I put 2013 as the address, and tried to be adorable in that way. Um, so that's the artwork.
0: I like that with all the yeah, little Easter awesome. eggs. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, so what was your writing process like for the CP?
1: Well, it's usually pretty similar in that I'll come up with um, kind of a demo idea of of songs and then introduce to the band and they'll learn parts um elaborate on them um but it's a lot of garage band um sort of like loop writing so i'll get one good guitar riff keep it looping add a bass add another guitar try to add as many things as possible until i have to stop myself and then move on to another part and by the end of it i've got like five different loops you know what i mean that are hopefully at least somewhat in the same key um I don't know music theory or anything. So I just do a lot of it by ear and then arrange them in GarageBand. So they make sense. And maybe put some either the actual loops from GarageBand that they have, which have gotten pretty good, like their drummers or whatever, you know, drum loops that you can put on a song
0: mm-hmm. or I'll
1: try to do um, this thing back here that I wish I used more in my electronic uh, kit. I'll add that and I'll show it to the band. And generally drummers especially are like, well, we're going to do a lot better than you did with what, whatever you tried to do. Yeah. Um, Guitar and bass will kind of stick to the format for the most part. They'll, they'll fix little things that I didn't really catch. But something that changed in 2016 because we started in 2013 is our guitarist started throwing out some of his own riffs. And he does some crazy like tapping stuff, which is is only really on one of the songs on this EP, The Tools take From Us. Mm-hmm. So then he'll send me riffs. And then I have a, something to start my loop with instead of just having to come up with my own thing and build on it. So that's sort of been coming into our songwriting process a lot, like utilizing those riffs, but we don't typically write just like on the spot with everybody coming up with things together. It's usually starts with some kind of foundation and, and builds from there.
2: Interesting. Okay. All right. Uh, so what song off this EP took the longest to write and which one is your personal favorite?
1: Um, well, the what to write, I'm sorry.
2: The longest to write. The longest
1: to write. Um, I would say probably probably um obnoxious, loud, and fulfilled, it's like I really had to think about it, um. I think with with that one, it took the longest um, because I really, I had the music, but I really wanted to be personal with the lyrics. And a lot of times I'll start off, I've heard a lot of other people do this too, but I'll just kind of say some gibberish, but you know, in the melody, Mm -hmm. just to have something there to remind myself to write over that, which is pretty restricting and doesn't always work out great. Because then I like, after I've heard it a few times, I really want to match the exact, you know, in syllables. So sometimes I'll find myself forcing words in there that kind of sound similar. I'm like, stop it, don't do that. Um, but with that one, it, um, I decided to pull out some old pictures from from high school because I went to high school and there wasn't camera phones, or, mm-hmm. and people mm-hmm. never called them camera phones past the last 10 years. But that's what <laughs> called. <them>. Um, <laughs> okay, but okay. there was no <laughs> options except. I remember one day when I was a sophomore, I took this this uh, digital, not a digital, like a throwaway camera. You know, I took it to school and just took pictures of my friends, just being awkward baggy pants little punk kids yeah and so i pulled it out and started looking at it and then i just wrote a song based around that so that one got delayed a bit because of the lyrics but um i'd say that one take took the longest the tools to take from us is probably the most complicated song and that's the one that uses all of chris's crazy tapping songs because we have a tendency like in that song to just go you know instead of going a b a b as far as parts in a song it's like a b c d a G8, you know what I mean? It just, it just mm-hmm. keeps like going and going to new parts, so yeah. we did not do that as much on the CP, but in a way, that's probably our most complicated one to put together, just because we we just kind of tried to fit in every cool riff that Chris sent and <laughs> make it work into the song instead of throwing anything out. Um, yeah. And that makes the songs a little more uh, complicated and all over the place, but still fun, hopefully. So true.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: oh and
0: which one was your favorite?
1: Which song? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess the visiting years... Um, just because it it's such a personal one and I, I feel like it, it comes across well and it just probably has the most meaning to me. Um, the obnoxious loud and doubtfully filled one is kind of the most in more of like a fun happy way like just because when we put po- when I posted that, some of our biggest response was actually just old high school friends that I'm not friends with anyone on Facebook really so everyone getting tagged and like, hey, you're in this video and then everyone talking and getting excited about it and saying like that you know that kind of represented how i felt in high school you know and finding this group that we had um kind of was a big deal but visiting years is just more about it's kind of like encompasses a lot of just my life in the last 15 years with like you know health issues and just this self-destructive behavior depression I mean, it's just all kind of in there along with just moving around all over the place while you're dealing with it never really settling down so i'd say visiting years the title the title track all right. okay
0: uh so where was your headspace while you were writing this ep
1: well, it's it's interesting. So I guess it's it's important to kind of mention that what happened is we released um, an, an album in 2018 called Probably Worth It, and then immediately, like a week or two later, started recording this. Like, we, that oh. was the plan. we didn't want to stop moving after we released the album. Um, so we got these 10 songs down between the two EPs, and um, our drummer quit like a week or two later. Oh. So the guy who drummed on that isn't in the band anymore. We actually got back our original drummer from that was in the band 2013 and 2016. So it was sort of in like a rebuilding phase in a way, but, um, but also just a a focus to be more personal because I just think, I mean, I hope hopefully most bands do this, but all of a sudden think what's something that we're like not really winning at, like as a band, like what, what would, if I looked on as an outsider, what would sort of like keep me from getting, as invested. Mm -hmm. And I think maybe just not having the lyrics feel as personal and maybe albums where my voice is a little more behind the music, just things like that. Like I I really connect with like singers, like the, you know, the guy, John Sampson, I think his name is from the Waker Thins and David Mm -hmm. Bazan, just like people who, which I don't think I'll ever be able to do as well as they do, but just kind of like tell a story or explain something in a way that makes you want to listen all the way through. So that was, That was what was going through my head, especially for the visiting years and, um, obnoxious, loud, undoubtedly fulfilled. There's a song called something about hindsight in 2020 on the EP that we've never played live ever. Um, we wrote it with the other drummer and then we're like, let's just record it. We didn't have any shows before that, that we wanted to play it at. And then he quit. So our current drummer has never learned that song, but it has like a, almost, I feel like it's like a blink 182 pop punk beat that we've never done in a song before really. Mm -hmm. Um, that one probably to be honest has at least like real meaning and lyrically it's just kind of like reflecting on nostalgia for like an old relationship someone that kept popping up in my head mm-hmm. um so that one I don't connect with it as much and I wasn't a huge part of the writing process of uh, the tools that take from us though just to show that how long it's been since we wrote these songs um I wrote that song right after the Parkland shootings oh wow And wow. February 2018 yeah um so that was basically just like my middle finger to the NRA um mm-hmm just how much they seem to be involved in politics and restricting any possibility of like safer gun laws or, you know, the thing they do that they shouldn't be involved in. Mm -hmm. Um, it always really bothered me and I'm just, I just always just kind of hated guns. Um, so I don't really see like the fetishization and and where, where all that comes from. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be too extreme about it, but why not? Why not just say like, Hey, I hate guns. And I definitely hate the NRA. Um, so what, how, how about, what if we had none of us had them what if they didn't exist that'd be that'd be pretty rad actually okay. I know they're here now so but like let's try to be a little you know smart about how we manage who gets to have access and all that so it's basically just like an angry response to Parkland and um, I know not everyone feels that way I, I, we haven't had a lot of like super strong pushback or anyone really caring but although I did notice today that has the most thumbs downs of one of our videos on YouTube <laughs> oh <laughs> well it's like it's on there twice because we put it out on the Hop in january and then we put it out again on chill wave when they put our ep up and it was like three thumbs downs and to me like apparently i've had it too easy because to me that's like the most we've had on a video mm-hmm. so i was like oh, but then i realized that it could be the topic too yeah so my headspace was based oh i mean i guess it's also another big thing happening then is i had just uh separated because i was married at the time so mm-hmm. i had just separated around the time i wrote the two personal songs, Obnoxious and the Visiting Years. Um, and by the time we record it, like we still hadn't officially like divorced or anything. So the whole process between writing them to recording them, that was just hanging over my head a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, and there's really no songs that have anything to do with that um, on this album, just because of the timing. Um, we have a new one that we're, we're already working on mixing. That's what I'm saying. That's what we do. Like, wow. Just immediately jump onto a new thing. So that'll probably come out next year. That one got a few of those songs, but, mm-hmm. um, this one that was, wasn't really at the top of my priorities for writing at the time. So I guess there was a lot of different headspace things happening. That's a good. Yeah. question.
0: There's so much going on. Oh my
1: God,
2: all right. yeah. And you don't stop.
1: Literally. Like yeah. I, I don't want, like I, I've gotten in the place where I feel like I have to, if I want the band to keep showing up as they have, besides like the drummer switch out and back and forth um they've been showing up for eight years now um Mm -hmm. i don't i don't like asking them to come to practice if i don't have something we're going to actually work on whether it's learning a new song or usually it works because we're practicing for a show or something and that's Mm -hmm. easy enough um with when covid happened that's when we started writing this album because we knew we couldn't play shows and i wanted to keep everyone still getting together so Mm -hmm. um that's kind of how why there's always new stuff coming out also we just love recording and writing and um we're not super picky like i know some bands will probably just like spend forever going back to the drawing board and changing songs and changing yeah. songs we'll have a few practices of kind of refining it and then just sit with it and like like a, you know keep it and that's just how it ends up maybe a few things change in a studio but usually stays pretty close to the same as it started
2: interesting okay i've never heard that before a lot is just kind of pick and choose and then just toss everything
1: away yeah it's like we're gonna take
0: two years to write this record and then throw the entire thing away yeah Yeah, that
1: sounds really (laughs) depressing i would feel too bad yeah but then again i'm writing all these demos so i mean we could have four more albums probably just with all the the demos of songs oh my god didn't end up using or i didn't even show the band because i knew they weren't they weren't right mm-hmm. so i'm just you know I'm, i do the front end side of it of like being picky about what we actually end up learning so that, mm-hmm. that helps a little bit.
2: okay interesting uh so how do you recommend your fans to listen to this record for the first time should they put it on at a party should they work out to it should they turn off the lights put on some headphones and just kind of listen to it what do you recommend
1: i've heard a few people say like it's a good uh driving like road trip thing to listen to mm-hmm. i can kind of see that definitely would be good to listen to in headphones just because i mean like any band will probably feel there's so many little things that people will you know people are never going to notice but were so important while mm-hmm. composing the song or little things you added in the studio so headphones would be great too just actually really appreciate it but honestly any anything is just if you want to feel like nostalgic or um if you're not in the if you want to like rock out but not like super heavy hard rock because we have none of that um we're pretty we're soft. We barely ever use distortion. So mm. if you're feeling like sort of like chill, but we want to be energetic. Um,
0: so there will I'll never just be hurry, just listen. There will never be any blast beats or chug riffs in the, uh. in the songs.
1: No, we, we need some always, chugs. We're always, we're tempted to like mess with that a little bit, get a okay. bit heavier, but it, it barely, it never really happens.
0: We need, we'll we need the chugs. Them. We need the chug We chugs. need
1: the chug riffs. Yeah. Yes. A chug probably will not happen. Oh man. What? I've already said that years ago when I, I played in like metalcore bands and stuff.
2: You gotta bring <laughs> it back.
1: You gotta bring it back. Uh,
0: we're gonna make chug riffs cool again in 2021. Right? Yeah. <laughs>
1: To vote on the current wave of that. Mm-hmm. I don't uh, know what's
0: going on. So this question should be super, super quick. Off the top of your head, I want you to describe the CP for new listeners in three words, no more, no less.
1: Hmm. Nostalgic bummer head trip.
2: Okay. Okay, that's pretty good.
1: I three. Yes. Yeah. I like Great. I
0: like head trip. I
1: didn't mm-hmm. really find anything really like I w- I hesitated because I didn't have anything super like happy or positive in there with those three <laughs> words, but. That's
0: okay. They're kind
2: of like neutral. Yeah. Some of them are. Yeah.
1: yeah.
2: You know, so that's good. That's good.
0: <laughs> Didn't sound like uh, the EP, like writing process or Headspace is all that happy either. So I yeah. don't really expect not any happy words Sunshine, to describe it. rainbows, yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> a know. A unicorn.
1: Yeah.
2: Exactly. That yeah. Really <laughs> uh, so is there a certain feeling or emotion you want this EP to invoke in your listeners?
1: Oh, wow. I feel like I kind of just... I don't want to be as sad as what I just said the three words were but um I guess just like um how about inspiration on the rare occasion someone will actually say that that you know it made them feel inspired or whatever to like to create something Mm -hmm. um I really like that and um like thoughtful like um sort of like looking inside and like reflecting um I think that's that's about it I don't really want anyone to feel sad but like I said, nostalgia is always something that, that I go back to, um, so I'm sure that's inevitably going to come up as one of the feelings as well.
0: Alright.
2: That's
1: good.
0: Uh, so what band or artist influence do you think you can hear the most on the CP? Hmm.
1: Man, that's really, that's really tough. It, it shouldn't be. Um, do bands usually have a really hard time with this question?
0: We've, we've stopped <laughs> asking it.
2: Yeah, we've just <laughs> now put it back in. <sighs>
1: I mean, if I just like general, I'm like looking through uh, my Apple music to see (laughs) what was I listening to general, like Midwest emo. I mean, and to me, that means a lot of like the clean noodly guitars Mm -hmm. with some dramatic moments. I mean, American football is an easy one, but that LP three, I don't know if that'd come out yet by 2018, but I even liked LP two, which most people say they don't for some reason, but they sort of get that same vibe that I always want to find. Um, so I would go back to that. Oh, I I'm just like in the A's now. <laughs> like, let me what's the next A band? Appleseed Cast has always is always been our biggest influence since we started. Arrows and her. That was the A name I wanted to find. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like have a lot too. So I'll just stick to the A's for that one. Okay. Okay.
2: by any chance was Oolong a uh, an influence? Do you know Oolong?
1: I do, um, mm-hmm. because Joe Wave had put up their vinyl. Um mm-hmm. I don't really think so because I think they have a lot more like raw energy than than what we would do um Mm -hmm. like I said no riffs for me yeah I heard them later exactly I heard them later after we we'd written all this and um I was just like man if I was 15 years younger it would definitely be more like this (laughs) and even this new album we're working on mixing I have a little more like yelling shouting things thrown in there okay that's something that's natural to me that I did back when I played in punk bands and whatever back in the day that I kind of want to bring back. So in a way it's like bands like Oolong are inspiring future stuff we're putting out. Okay. Interesting.
2: All right. Looking forward to that. (laughs) Uh, So what was your favorite memory that you made while creating this record?
1: Hmm. Well, let's see. It's like favorites, an interesting word because there was more like sort of issues with getting this album done than, and like happy memories.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, it, so we started in 2018 and like um, the guy we worked with teaches at a recording school here in Arizona. And um, we had that connection from our old drummer, but he could only meet like once a week to work on stuff. So our album that came out in 2018, it took like two years for that to get put out. The, oh, wow. These songs, we finished in 2018, like they to, to us they're coming out when they're three years old mm-hmm. uh, for visiting years. So that, that feels kind of strange. I think what was probably the most fun that we had was um, when our drummer, who wasn't in in the band when we wrote this, um, he he was back with us again, and we let him come in the studio and, like, add stuff, because he wasn't really part of this EP since he didn't play the drums, but we let him add some percussion and um, do gang vocals. And I think it was just fun having the four of us together again, like, throwing some stuff onto the song that we recorded in a completely different situation with somebody else. um, Yeah. I
2: like that. That's awesome. Yeah. I like that a lot.
0: Uh so picture this you're on tour you are at a gas station for a rest stop what is your snack of choice?
1: Snack of choice. I got to get some um some nuts, you know. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I want to feel like I'm sort of being healthy and healthy enough instead of getting like chips. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So also cuz obviously like in the video if you've seen for the visiting years I'm diabetic. So like when I eat something with carbs, I'm supposed to take insulin for all of it, which also makes drinking beer not fun. Cause you're supposed to like literally take insulin per beer, you know, or like plant in it. So I just stick to whiskey diet or, you know, it's actually kind of nice that they have like the Truglies or whatever the new, like low white claw, Mm -hmm. like that kind of stuff, you know? Um, But yeah, I'd probably get some some, like sunflower seeds, unshelled, I'm not one of the people who want to chew on shells for hours. What? Um, No, not not, not really. And if they had unsalted, I would like that even better. What? Go, what? Go, yeah, I don't know why. I, I just like, un, no, unsalted um, cashews. I really okay. like those.
0: Okay. Yeah. I, I can respect that. But sunflower seeds taste like shit if they aren't salted, in my mean, like, opinion. You know what? I
1: think I was thinking of cashews when I said that because I don't okay. really want to eat unsalted sunflower seeds. Yeah. yeah. I ask, how about lightly salted?
2: Light. I, I'd be yeah. okay with Laylee Sultan. Yeah. You know. At least there's that's something the on there. Has. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah.
1: well, okay. like that. Um, and then, like, a, a diet soda, preferably not Coke. Um, I like sparkling ice. If you guys know that where you're at, wow exciting stuff yeah I, there's probably people have way cooler answers in my band besides me <laughs> Okay. but I've, I've eaten some a lot of garbage in my day so i i understand there's some fun options out there that i could be choosing
0: fair enough
2: hey nice. sunflower seeds rock so yeah. yeah it's all good so do
0: cashews those things fucking smack
2: exactly i love cashews
0: yeah.
1: they do smack.
2: <laughs> uh, so where do you see the band in the next five years
1: uh, that's definitely a different question for um band has been together for eight years
2: huh yeah
1: i i want us to at least make it 10 years
2: that's good May
1: 2023 which i think we can do
2: Mm -hmm.
1: it's interesting we've sort of discovered especially after our drummer came back we had like our little bad blood and argued and then he came back we're over all that stuff because he's he's younger than than us um so now that we're all just happy and together it's like we've all literally said to each other i don't really know why we, we would not play music anymore because we like it you know it's it's not like our whole life it's definitely like a hobby a full-time hobby if anything you know we we put some time into it
2: mm-hmm.
1: um but I, i'd see us possibly still together um at least putting out a couple more albums by then within the next five years we already got one for next year yeah Probably just staying together unless there's some big reason. Like when everyone starts having kids and stuff, maybe that'll change things. But mm-hmm. one of one of our guys already had kids, a few kids, and that didn't affect anything. So yeah, exactly. We'll really be the dad band that we were meant to be. Yeah,
0: yeah the ki- the kids will just put a wrench in it. That's all.
1: Yeah.
2: Or the kids can just join in on the gang vocals. So. That's true.
1: Boo. Mm-hmm. I'm totally down for that. The more, the That'd better. be really
2: cool. Yeah. It's a
0: family project now.
2: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh,
0: so for the last couple of questions, direction shift away from music and go straight to death row. Boom. So if you're on death row, what would your last meal be with a drink?
1: Unsalted sunflower seeds. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to kick you out of the room. Uh, what a weird... Oh, man. It's like right now, the meal I'm obsessed with is this place called Salsitas in arizona we we have so many mexican food choices it's not even funny Mm -hmm. so i get to kind of like narrow down the ones like the best um they have this uh it's a hawaiian torta which is like a sandwich Mm -hmm. um, a mexican sandwich and it has uh, like ham and beef and cheese and avocados and jalapenos and pineapple it's -hmm. so good and a sonora Uh, uh, those are the two things i get from there that i always love so i'd probably i'd probably ask for that Mm -hmm. at least right now and to drink a sprite because i don't i don't get really get to drink like sugar soda ever occasionally but uh, and again i'd have to like adjust for that so i usually drink diet stuff so like something about the simplicity of just a sprite if i have one every once in a while i really appreciate that so All right. probably be it.
2: that's good it's a very good last meal I agree. uh so if you could live in one fictional world for a week where would you live
1: oh man i feel like i'm really bad at these kind of things i'm trying to think of like a like a tv show or something that i really like um how about let's just say i'll live in tree hill north carolina <laughs> okay you know that you know the record no. one tree hill the show
0: oh
2: i you know what I,
0: I know the show i haven't watched
1: it i, don't know I just about. watched it a lot of times and then i just started of course every single show that's come off the air is now having podcasts about it And it's just getting overwhelming. I did The Office one for a bit and I had to drop off. They weren't that interesting to listen to.
2: Yeah, because it's just like Pam and Angela, right? Yeah, they're very Mm.
1: like uh, moms who like to drink wine vibes but yeah. the scrubs one i'd highly recommend fake doctors real friends because it's zach graff and donald on and they're both like really funny and fun to listen to so i'll like i do a lot of like watching along the episodes um but there's a one tree hill one that just dropped i've already seen it through the nine seasons three times i don't know why i mean i have a thing for bad teen dramas but it's like i feel like i just know that world and i know who i'd want to hang out with um so sorry for the very old reference but that was the first thing that came to mind it's okay. all good
2: right. I just want to say, I feel like the Office one would do better if, like, Michael was thrown in it, or even, like, Jim, because then I'd be able to be like, oh, yeah, funny.
1: Well, yeah, there's definitely a need for a little more funny, I would yeah. say,
0: that one. Well, <laughs> but, Jim's got his own, like, YouTube news thing dude, that he's doing man. over there. Yeah. Uh, so I've found a best last question, and every single person you've spoken to has said that it is the most important question. Sweet. What is your favorite color?
1: Hmm
2: brown brown okay we so haven't gotten that one okay. in like there oh, is brown
1: wow. there okay mm-hmm. it's my specific shade bed. of
0: brown is that
1: what? this is very southwestern my parents gave me this for, an, for like a guest bed and it like uh this was their uh, their comforter choice okay. um but i have a, like my house has a lot of brown and like brown and light blue are tend to be my favorite okay all right. You
0: know.
2: all right i can work with that i can work with oh.
0: that um so as i said that's all the questions we have today is there anything that you would like to plug
1: uh just let's see i mean there's like there's shows in arizona i don't know if that's gonna be that interesting um you could mention the vinyl because again we we haven't officially like said anything and i probably won't repost it and be like we're gonna have vinyl oh my god but like you know if you guys want to like just shout that out that that's coming that's coming soon Um, make it the clip right because we've been kind of like scared to announce it and then have it get delayed for months again i I can't Uh imagine that happened i'm gonna not even like put that on me that's not gonna happen um and just that we will be releasing another uh video for one of the songs on the album around that time and that we are working on a new album that's coming out next year oh yeah and please give us money to put it out on vinyl and so we'll we- wait another year for it after that
0: <laughs> the lace will only be longer by then
1: Hurrah. Yeah. Yeah
0: uh well thank but you that's
1: not it for us right now i um, just and just you know check out the videos we did two videos for the ep and i think that if you give if you listen to the you see those videos to get a better idea of what the songs are about and connect with them a little more too all right
0: mm-hmm. uh well thank you for now this has been justin from celebration guns and we have been the good noise podcast